0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. My friend and compatriot, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in a moment. We, uh, we have to talk about a lot of different things happening in the race this weekend, including the, uh, the Japanese in Dubai, and uh, they're coming here it's going to happen. Uh we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Louisiana Derby, we'll talk about betting, we'll talk about not betting, we'll talk about uh what else? I don't know. A whole bunch of crazy stuff. Anyways, uh we'll be back here in just a, a minute. Hey, it's the uh the Daytona Sniper.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> Today,
0: <laughs> today, well, yesterday you were the Tampa sniper. That's right, over at the big Florida Cup, Dave Tampa Bay Downs
1: doing voiceovers.
0: You didn't get uh, you didn't get burned, did you? When Money's Gold went scorching up the track,
1: <laughs> I was up too high. I was I was in the press
0: box. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the Beamy Central. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: long hallway. Um yeah, man, that horse is fast. <laughs> he just took off. She took off
0: at the top of the stretch. It was, it was
1: pretty fun to watch.
0: Yeah, funny that that uh she kind of took everybody by surprise last year when I think she won on a Friday afternoon at Monmouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Her and, her main race. It was it was pretty special that race was it was kind of like the race uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yep,
0: yeah. She's uh, she's pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah, you had a good tweet about it too. You said she gives off uh, vibes like uh, Gamine. Gamine, and she really yeah. does. She,
0: she's she's really fast. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw some. Of course, every time a horse does anything, a three-year-old does anything this time of the year, people. It's the worried. greatest. Well, they naturally start to say, "Well, you know, why don't they run her in the Oaks?" Well, I don't think she, are... I
1: don't think that that's. I think she's doing what she wants to do.
0: Yeah, up to the, a one turn mile. Well, I, I would even is Five weeks away, and uh, she's never run two turns. Right, <laughs> you know? that, that doesn't make any sense. No, but uh, well, just like the Derby A horse breaks his maiden <laughs> next week, there'll be people like, "Do you think he can get in the Derby?"
1: <laughs> he probably could this year.
0: Yeah, the Ohio Derby. Um, oh, uh, yeah, she was uh, super fast and apparently she's going, she is going to point to the, um, uh, the eight bells on Oaks day, which is, has turned out to be a really solid race every year.
1: <clears throat> yeah. and And it should be this year too. There might be a couple of nice ones in there.
0: I, I know that um, this may be blasphemy and people are. Well, I guess maybe not because everyone's down in this other Philly, but I, I would consider Hoosier Philly <laughs> cutting back to the seven eighths. Yeah, that,
1: that's perfect. That's probably that what track. she's better at. I mean, you know, it, it like the last two races for Hoosier Philly may be the indication that she didn't make the jump from two to three. As far as improvement, because she's really stayed kind of flat, speed figure wise, and just hasn't really had any punch at all.
0: No, and you know, first time when Amos ran her, short, <clears throat> and he didn't come out and say I ran her short, but we yeah, he basically notes. he
1: kind of a roundabout way yeah. said it. Yeah, I mean, we,
0: we, you could read you know the tea. Yeah, where the horse has three works off of a you know few months layoffs that's not generally how you prep for to you know for a stake to have them on par and, and i'll
1: be honest some somehow that got spun into a positive by the way i remember that when when that horse ran at the fairgrounds the first time they were like oh it's okay
0: yeah I, I, we, we, you know <laughs> what you and i were both against her that day primarily because of that um and to be honest i i i was disappointed in her Ooh. race the other day i thought that that she would be much I thought you would improve from that race because I I guess in the write-up in the Digest, I kind of said that she was kind of set up for failure the first first race because, number one, the jock is not a jock, and he's a good jockey, Morales, but he's not experienced in riding horses with a big target on their back in those type of races. Riding in those races is different than riding in a 10-claimer. Um, you know, everyone knows the horses, the jockeys know the horses, they know who to beat and it's an important race. It's a bigger money race. It's a stake horse. Um, and the tactics are, are different in a race like that because there's more at stake and riders are going to ride you uh, <clears throat> as well. It's it's not like, uh, just another race. And, you know, that was the one thing that I, I didn't like about that race was that, you Know he she seemed like she was short coming in and she had been in the clear and gotten good trips in her Kentucky races. Uh, and she did not get a good trip in the race. Uh, the what's it, the Rachel Alexandra? Yeah, um, and I really thought she'd be primed for a better effort. Uh, but she really you didn't not show up and, and she backed up in the stretch again because even in the, the Rachel Alexandra, she didn't make up any ground in the in the lane. She she lost ground. And then the other day she lost ground again. And to me stretching right, that screens lanes, cut back. Tell <laughs> Go short. I just don't yeah, I, I just have a hard time thinking that like I mean she's an into mischief and you know <clears throat> they they have limits distance wise and a couple of them broke through it. But she just doesn't seem like she wants to do that anymore. And like you your point of you know her speed figures have have kind of not gotten better, and they have to get better. So, um, and and I I mean honestly, after yesterday, I'm not sure anybody's going to be that eager to run against Money's Gold. But, um, you know they're going to run her, so they're going to run her in, if she's healthy and, and physically fine. They're going to run her in one of those races. But to me, she would have a better chance of of doing well in in the uh, in the seven A's race than she would. In the uh, the mile in eighth race, right?
1: Get a groove back, you know?
0: Yeah, what else? Uh, so you were over at Tampa <sighs> yesterday. Any, any, uh, any news, information, uh, any uh, thoughts about the uh, the, the Florida bridge
1: yesterday? Yeah, I thought the card was pretty tough from a better's perspective. Um, it's hard to gauge sometimes the class levels that are. Kind of comparable between Tampa and Gulfstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as a typical thing, what happens is when you see the horses and connections come from Gulfstream, at Tampa, they automatically get bet no matter what. And then guys like Jerry Bennett <laughs> has horses that are just as good, just not running at Gulfstream, and they win. He did it twice yesterday. Um, where, you know, the, the big names I read in town, Pletcher, so on and so forth. And they got beat by decent horses, like really good horses. They're just not running at Gulfstream. Right. Um, also had an interesting conversation with a couple people about how Hissa, Hissa, Hissa. hmm can basically have... They already have the infrastructure in place to limit stalls or limit trainers. Because don't you have to register, right? You have to register? Yeah, th- this was this was my idea. Yeah, and ago. they can just say, all right, well, you can only register 75 horses. Exactly. <laughs> that is possible. Um, it's definitely possible, but is it going to fly or
0: would it ever... Be something they do? Probably not. I don't think anyone that works for Heise has any idea. No of clue how. Like, like they've hired mostly people that have done. Um, how do I put it? They they hired people that, that are already in this business that have been in this business. There's no real new faces there, at least in the, uh, you know, the the front the 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 working portion some of the boards uh, are made up of people that uh, you know that have, have no relation to racing and just they're on there because whatever but the people that, that work there are, i mean they have been in similar positions and the regulators and i think that i can't express this enough that outside of a of very few select individuals most regulators Don't really have any clue what they're doing in regards to racing. I mean, they they may know about testing or this (coughs) or that, but the actual day to day racing, uh, they don't have they have no clue. Um, Yeah, I mean, it it could be done. In that, Haasa could limit it. Um, That was always my my point was that if if you're forced to register, you can you can make rules about that. Now, whether that would stand up legally because i'm sure there would be a challenge oh, fight. they yeah, they'd fight yeah they fight i mean, you know they would the point i guess would probably be you know how does that fall under under safety rules does it fall it doesn't fall under testing it doesn't fall under no it falls um, safety. for the general health of the industry <laughs> right it, it would need kind of probably some sort of like a tie in yeah and, and i mean I did not stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know that much about the people in Washington other than I don't like them. Um, and Charles Barkley said it perfect the other day, just like I said it how many times. <laughs> we don't like those people. We don't want the politicians involved because, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it, it's there's definitely a path there, but is there a uh is, is there the stomach for that? Because right, you, there's
1: justification or or you know, you know, obviously Hissa doesn't want to come in and piss everybody off. It seems like I don't strange.
0: think they care about that. I, 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 I think,
1: don't think I think cool. they do.
0: I, it I, seems I like it. If, they, if they cared about it, you, some of the meetings that I've heard and, and I've been in and I'm privy to um they have gotten on a bully pulpit
1: oh well yeah it's not like, not that <laughs> it's not
0: the the tweets that you see um it and and a lot of this stuff and and this is I've heard from a bunch of trainers and a lot of this is unsolicited um it's not like I'm calling them up to say hey what do you think about this <clears throat> they call me and they say can you believe this or, or what do you think of this and a lot of just general confusion over what is actually going on the one of the meetings the, of the recent meetings that they've had is they're going around to the various tracks and trying to explain all this stuff is um they, they spend a lot of time on things that the general public would say well why why are you wasting why, the time yeah, there who cares about that right um know like labeling of of things if you if you get if barry and chuck decided that we we're going to do some research on herbal remedies and we come up with a hundred percent natural herbal remedy for horses that did something for them it it uh, was good for their coat or uh, help bleeding or, or or something like that and we Uh, labeled it and and we sold it to trainers and if trainers had it in their barn, it's now illegal and you would say to yourself well okay right well because they've got a rule that they don't want anyone to use anything this is not about regulation this is about control and well where did they get that idea stand that's what I don't understand. Where everybody do wants control. And this is t- 2023, and everybody in every form of life wants control. They all want control. Everything. The government wants control of, of, of everything. The corporations want control of everything. Just think, how, how, you know, if you think about something, it, a thought goes through your brain, 10 minutes later on social media, an ad for what you thought about comes <laughs> from. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cookies, right? Everybody's got cookies on, not not the chocolate chip cookies, but, you know, cookies on, on the computer. They're, they're tracking devices.
1: Right, yeah, that's true.
0: And and, and th- that's what this is. Uh, Al Capone was caught with, you know, by accountants, by tax evaders. He, he wasn't caught by, uh, you know, the, the, the FBI. He was caught by the tax accountants. All right. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like that's a way in because and you would say to yourself and, and this is and this was what I would say had I been what it means Why, you know there's thousands of laws on the books in every state that are not enforced thousands of laws right let's there's fix the important on, ones first there, there's <laughs> laws that, that are on the books in some states that are just like like rude you know haven't been enforced in 150 years but they're still on the books no one's changed them some of them are, are, are rather appalling but the, my, my question would be like, why are we focused on this at this point unless it was a problem because I, I don't see it as a problem. I don't see um, those <laughs> the problem the, the label on a, on, a, on a product that is does not have a drug that has no performance enhancing abilities. Um, what is the problem with that? There is no problem that that's a made-up problem And no matter what they tell you, they're not they're being truthful it's a made up problem um and i think that that's you know remember there's not a person employed for by heiza as far as i know as of yet that's ever trained a horse that's a
1: big problem
0: man and and, and they're going to tell <laughs> like you party number 1 you got to get somebody that has some experience
1: doing this it's too late it's already right, it's, it's it's late for that but I mean that that I don't understand how they didn't start there. We're like, well, who who can we get our experts in the industry as it is now? That way we can pick their brains, figure out a plan and put it that. In. And
0: that's why I I and it, it will... never
1: seemed like that was the case because remember well, when we were saying before before when it went, even went online, quote unquote, <clears throat> we were like, well, <clears throat> what's the plan? What are they going to do? Just going to flip the switch and then yeah. They and
0: they, the they kind of
1: did that, but nothing's happened. It
0: it's it's been I mean there's feared. a lot of and I don't want people to think that we don't want it. I don't care about high set. Like to me it doesn't I want it to be good, I want it to work. I, I want I want a lot of things to work in horse racing. We we actually get labeled as being <clears> negative <throat> about things, but we're negative because the shit doesn't work. Like what have we done in horse racing over the last 20 years that that's actually beneficial for horse racing short-term or long-term. I mean, we complain because the things are screwed up. People complain, people get come after me on Twitter yesterday because I, I said the, 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 Florida Derby field is, is, you know, field of turtles, which when you look at it, when you get the PPs for it, you're probably mo- most people will agree that, but we're not supposed to say anything bad. We're not supposed to say anything bad because owners, you know, own those horses. So what? We didn't call a person. We didn't say your daughter's ugly. We didn't say you, you, you know your 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 wife's uh, you know this or that. We we didn't say you, you're you're stupid. We, we said your horse isn't fast. <laughs> but that's yeah. not negative. That's just that's you know, that's the truth. I wouldn't say it to people's <laughs> face. I wouldn't point. I wouldn't put a person's name on there and say, oh, this horse is. Uh, you know a dog if if there's a horse in a race that doesn't make sense and we're doing an analysis of the race we yeah. might say not really sure why this horse is in here and we don't suggest you wagering on it but i mean what what should we say oh you know the horse you know he, he's never he's never <laughs> 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 he's a five furlong turf horse and he's entered in a mile and a half on the dirt but hey you never know i mean it's like that's what everybody wants you to say they want you to say that it's normal to have to spend six hundred dollars to get a ticket to go to a racing event these days that's that's a norm now and <laughs> if you you say anything about it then they, they start throwing you know oh well yeah i i, I sent you today yeah and, uh, i was gonna
1: say you, you sent me those pictures of the the breeders cup tickets back in 89
0: and 90 Eighty nine. I got general admission tickets to the Breeders' Cup at Gulfstream. That was actually a, a, a classic year. That was a Sunday Silence for easy goer. Just general admission. Five bucks. <laughs> five bucks cost five bucks to get in the Breeders' Cup. Didn't have a seat. Cost five bucks. Right,
1: general admission.
0: Uh, the next year, Delmont, which was not such a great year, Um that was the go for one year. Yeah, that was uh, a mess. Yeah, that was a real mess. If we had a year like that now, oh, just
1: just wrap it up, burn it,
0: <laughs> kill it with fire.
1: Because <laughs> it, it it, it's It would be. Yeah. Curtains. It was. It, it, it would be really on crazy. every news station. They're like, "Yep, horse racing got to go."
0: Yeah. Um. But uh, that year we had a, we had a <clears> seats. In the grandstand, which they weren't great seats, but uh, they cost fifteen bucks. <laughs> and with inflation, fifteen dollars nineteen ninety is thirty four dollars now. Well, but the breeders do take like it. <laughs> Seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much you think you're get paying per seat these days? It's not thirty four dollars, and it ain't three hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> I think it's probably even more than that. So. Like, honestly, they could get away with 200 and and nobody would be like, oh, that's a good deal. I mean, they could – listen, it's supply and demand, right? I mean, that's that's all sports, supply and demand. It Mm -hmm. costs a million dollars. It it was so funny that last week a guy – and I'm not even sure who he is. He's some sort of media guy. Nowadays, you're not even sure if they're, like, legit media or they're just playing media. But but he was kind of crying – that the um, the Sweet Sixteen uh, are, you know matches uh, matches games at Madison Square Garden didn't have you know the big marquee names, um, and he was like, oh, you know basketball. Uh, I can't remember what he. Let he fall that asleep word. for the last year. But the but the point he was trying to make was like, oh, this is bad for college basketball. You know the the demand will be down. So I went on Madison Square Garden's uh, website to check out the tickets, and the lowest ticket I could find, which was a really like nosebleed sort of section, <laughs> four hundred level in the corner in a four hundred level, damn that's um, up there, <laughs> was like six hundred
1: and seventy five dollars. See, <laughs> that's stupid.
0: It's, so it's like, hold on, it, you're telling me, and of course these weren't were all. I mean, the tickets were never. I don't even know there was any public tickets available because the schools, the NCAA, the sponsors, everybody gets all the tickets. and So you're having to buy them on the secondary market. But it's a supply and demand thing. So the guy's idea that, oh, because there's no <coughs> you know, Duke or, or uh, so-and-so wasn't in North Carolina, wasn't in it, there, there'd be no demand. Like, nobody'd be there. The place was sold out and tickets were, uh, shitty tickets were selling for 600 bucks. So it's a supply and demand thing, untotally, But... In racing, it's a different category because our revenue is, is all often raised through betting. So, like, if you went to the NCAA game on Saturday or Sunday, and you bet the game uh, through whoever, they make no money off that. The teams, the NCAA, they get nothing from that. Well, so, you know what's going
1: to happen, right? is but. they're going to have like a, a little handheld thing that you, that's going to be right at your seat that you can make. bets while you're sitting there.
0: Well, they do have now called cell phones.
1: <laughs> well, I mean like, but, the, but the, between I mean the, the point... team, like, like say it's like the, the Knicks, you know, it'll be a Nick owned thing doing, the you know, all in their circle to make money. I'm it, it's just bound to happen. Some
0: You're not wrong about that, but but I guess the point <clears throat> I was making was that the ticket sales and the concession sales that's everything for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to the NCAA or the people on uh, Madison Square Garden if I bet on the game or not, it's completely immaterial. Now, for a racetrack, that's that's not true, <laughs> right? There's everything like no betting,
1: like if everybody went to the track and nobody placed the wager, that's big
0: issues <laughs> sure so so for the race uh, for the breeders cup uh it, it's a little bit of a different situation because the breeders cup only has two days of racing and um you know i'm not i'm not making excuses but uh, i understand that it's a di- it's a it's a two-day event and then that's what it exists for it's not like you know a racetrack itself they're just there as uh, you know, kind of a lease leasing the track but for the everyday events at the other racetracks that depend on our handle on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's it's just not. Uh, I mean, it, uh, you said it, it. It is what it is, but but it, but it's not uh, something to be proud of.
1: Yeah, it, it's just I, I feel like at this point in time, like on March twenty seventh, twenty twenty three, that the horse racing industry at this point doesn't really have a direction. Not that we had a clear direction before, but there was certain things you could expect. Now with Hissa in the fold and them kind of tinkering and, you know, trying to do things, I'm sure there's going to be stuff that they're going to miss on. They're not going to hit home runs. And it's just a matter of which things they get wrong and able to correct and move forward to help elevate everything that's going to be the difference. I don't think they have that ability because of the people that they staffed the, the entity with. You know, if you have no experienced people that are in the industry, yeah, they may know about the industry, but it seems like they should have a retired jockey somewhere where they could just say, hey, you know, we need some consulting on this or a trainer, steward, Anything, a track official, somebody that they can f- use as a frame of reference for certain things. But I don't see any of that. A- and it may be happening. I- I'm not going to say it's that not. Not me, it's but, not happening. but
0: Now, the um, advisory committee that they, they, they named.
1: Yeah, I saw that list, man. Now,
0: th- there are things that they're bringing up um, that they're now aware of. They're, they're, you know that, that's that's basically what they're there for but they don't really have any ability to do anything other than make suggestions thin, and right. hope, hope it can work um, uh, you know the funding issue is still an issue there's so many issues that that uh, may, maybe the answers are out there but I haven't seen them um, I'm not sure how how it's being funded. But, uh, I guess the tracks are having to pay in the states that are are not willing to pay, which is, I think, all of them outside of California and uh, maybe one other place. So the tracks wind up paying the quote-unquote assessments, and they're going to, you know, at some point, they're going to pass that along. They're not going to eat that. that. Yeah. I, I, I say that as... <clears throat> had a conversation c- about that too pretty certain that, that that's that's gonna happen that they're not just going to eat that that at the very least they're going to probably pass that along to the um to the horsemen somehow somehow some way and it's just there's so little that's actually clear and there's so little that they're really saying other than just... Uh, Kicking you back to uh, a rule book with, you know, a lot of different rules, but it's all kind of vague. Right. It's really
1: convoluted and you can't, you can't follow any of it. There's, There's no like anything that points to, all right, well, we're here now. We hope to be here by this date, then implement this, 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 this a little bit more transparency as as far as what they're doing and why and how it's going to affect the whole process would help because you can understand a what they're doing and B potentially head off any problems before it really gets put in place. But nobody wants that that kind of forethought. It's like, Oh, well, we'll just put this in and then, you know, it's going to work because we're going to try to convince everybody to like it. And that's not it. It's, 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 the practicality of, of being able to implement something that's going to work. And that's the thing that I don't have right now, any confidence that whatever they're doing that they're going to put in is going to be effective and, you know, legitimately going to move the sport forward. I think that a lot of people
0: – I said this in, on Saturday in, in, the, um, in the newsletter that I understand why people – are fed up with the regulatory you know nonsense that they've seen for a long time. I, I get it. I mean You, you are no, it. One's, you no it. one's gonna say that we do things what? great. Just oh, you know what? Uh you want you want two words that'll prove that? Repo rocks. Okay. But this thing is a giant mess in my view. <laughs> Um, from from the the people that I've talked to in various positions and capacities and so on and so forth, that they are just kind of putting this boat to water and, and and hoping that somebody knows how to float it. Um, I don't know that they have contracts with a lot of the states. I, I don't know a lot of these things. And from a racing fan, better uh, non-participant standpoint, I I don't think that they really. Care that much about paperwork issues? The trainers are going to have to deal with, or um, other, a lot of the other stuff that you know, like we talked about, the labeling crap and uh, things that just really don't move any needles, that don't really do anything except create more bureaucracy and, and work for very little gain. Uh, they want to see things change, and and I just don't think that's gonna happen because I think that there's this thought process that, that have, have started that A that HISA is some organization that's like Wyatt Earp. you know, they're gonna ride into town and they're gonna you know shoot all the bad guys. They're gonna take <laughs> <change laughs> yeah. everybody away and they, they have no more testing capabilities than, than anyone else does. I mean it listen, our labs that we use, they all talk they're all you know like uh, it's not as though if if another place comes up develops a uh, a test for a, a drug that uh, was undetectable before they, they don't share that information they do of course they they share that information That's not <laughs> like you know um that's why sometimes samples are sent to hong kong because they have what's you know, supposedly the best lab. Uh but there—it's not as though th- these are mostly the same people that we've had before. They're just in a different capacity. It, it's kind of like um, you know when you live in a complex and a new owner comes in and they change the name of it, so it goes from you know Saddle River Run to uh, you know the uh, the Oaks. It's, it's you're living in the same place, like nothing happened. <laughs> change the name, you know? and for a lot of these people, that that's what they've done. They've kind of changed their titles and this and that. Um, and, and I don't want to bore anyone with technicalities if, if we haven't already bored you enough. But like they changed the way they do drug testing, but not in a way that's going to catch horses that are going from sixty two buyers to ninety buyers. They're going to catch people that um, don't know what the withdrawal on a legal medication is, not performance enhancing at all, because they've made it a detection level. They've taken away thresholds. And if I went through and explained the whole situation, and I'm not going to because it's boring, but you would say, well, why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. And, uh, the, the, you know, the, the standard answer is, oh, they do it in Europe. <laughs> so <laughs> but you know in europe no one trains on race tracks and they run two three times a year horses horses just don't run over there but um you know we we wind up with this political um type discourse of if we don't come up if they don't come up with positives then everyone's going to say, what are they doing? But if they come up with positives and they're, they're just, you know, running the mill nonsense, then everyone's going to say, well, like, you know, this guy's still winning 42%. Uh,
1: that's the m- thing. Most
0: positives I see are for legal stuff that were just overages. Well, there's never a positive for illegal stuff, except for like uh, guys in like with quarter horses in, in Texas or somewhere. Right. <laughs> I mean, People that that we never even heard of. Those are the only people that ever come up with frog juice or or something like that. I mean, when was the last time a a big time, or not even a big time, but uh, a a regular on the thoroughbred circuit came up with a a non-therapeutic medication positive? I I
1: think the only time I can remember that was uh, the steroid thing with uh, Dutro. I think that's the only time I can remember. That
0: wasn't illegal. It was totally legal. I
1: know. I know. At that time, and, and that's what, the thing uh, is that's not illegal,
0: and, that, and that's actually a, <clears throat> un, was under a therapeutic medication. It wasn't it Wasn't uh, you know frog juice?
1: Well, I guess that one doesn't
0: count. No, <laughs> and that's the thing. It wasn't even illegal. So that that's the thing is we we never see those, and everybody can say, "Well, we're going to penalize these guys. We're going to do this and that," but they never catch them. So, you know, I mean, any again. they seem like, and this is very vague, um, that they're going to, they said they're going to do quote-unquote intelligence-based testing, which should mean that if a guy is doing unusually well, all his horses should be tested. Now, if you're not testing for what this person is using, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But,
2: it's just a little frustrating
0: to me because Uh, you know, it's kind of like a trust me thing, but it's been my experience in this industry since the, well, let's just put it this way a long time ago that the trust me thing never works. And that's why I'm just skeptical about everything because it just doesn't seem like if I was going to set up something, I would do nothing like this. It would be totally different. And, well, you definitely wouldn't have started with whip strikes. Is like, oh, well, they, I don't even know how
1: that got into the, the equation. Or this that early in the process. That's why I say there was. It didn't seem like they had a plan, because if they had a plan, the whip strike thing would have probably been further down the line.
0: Well, I, I mean, I know that there's a couple tracks that uh, you know, they're, they're not even using. They're the, not the, even. They're not even using the, the the whips. The the. The counting <laughs> look at the rich strike issue with um, how Roger, oh, yeah, that's all under Isa. Isa's rules were in effect, and here we are. And there many the more, court. how many months since then? Oh, it's six months, and there's still right. lawsuits going on over this stupid thing. Yeah, it was November, right? no, yeah. oh, that was <laughs> September. Oh, was September, yeah. It was the Lucas Classic that that was in I think September 17. September to... that was prior to the Breeders' Cup. You a savant? You know the date? You know what time it was when that race? For some was? reason, I, ha- I have that in my head. But the uh, recall, I, I used to be able to remember all dates, and now, like because I'm, you know, Alzheimer's is setting in slowly but surely, <laughs> I can't hardly remember anything. Like like what day it is. Uh, but I mean. This is still a that that whole. It seemed like that that whole situation was a mess from the start. I mean, does anybody really feel one hundred percent confident that the the heist investigation or the uh, Kentucky Racing Commission investigation actually? Uh, you, you say to yourself, "Well, I one hundred percent believe them," because <laughs> nothing even came out until a week the horse has already gone back to california so you couldn't just like you know go look at his shoes and you had to start (laughs) asking people and 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 it's i don't know how you would check i've said this before i I don't know how you would check a three millimeter toe grab anyways how how would you know the difference between three or two or one or four you need a ruler right yeah good luck <laughs> Get kicked. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those. Hey, we're gonna make this rule, but then you know, no one said. Well, we how have no way how to, well, how, to well, how, how, are do gonna, how are you gonna how are you gonna measure mean? that exactly? That's, that's the worst, man. There's never been a rule that says we can't have you know x amount of millimeters or this or that. but <clears> th- That's the first thing I would have thought of if you're sitting in a room and they say, "Well, this is what we're gonna do." I would say, "Well, how do you measure it?" And if no one had the answer, I would say, well, you can't put the rule in until you know how to measure it. If you can't check it, how do you put the rule in?
1: All right. You can't. You literally can't because there's no way to tell. And then you're going to have like what's going on now where they're going to say, oh, well, we didn't find anything or nobody told us anything. So uh, I guess it didn't happen. And then the lawsuits commence. And, and it's just going to be a, a, a cyclical thing. It's uh, just gonna if
0: you If you don't actually physically have the shoes, what are you going to do? How are you going to prove that it? The horse, the horse was wearing illegal shoes.
1: All right, I, so, I, you know, what are they going to confiscate he, the he, shoes after
0: every race? <laughs> put it this way: it's a lot easier to say that he, he wasn't in violation than to put him in violation. Because if he's in violation, then you have to use the pictures, which they, they mean, couldn't get. You go to, you, you go to a court of law uh, again. Didn't stay in a Holiday and Express, but I have a hard time believing a judge is going to to overturn that sort of purse over pictures that can and cannot be doctored nowadays. You know, you, you see the the picture with the Greek freak on, uh, uh, you know, the commercial they do all the time, where it mm-hmm. shows how to how to take uh, the guy out of the picture. You know, yep. pictures can be altered dramatically.
1: Do hey, it days. on your cell phone now. That the Apple's, the iPhones, and and I think the the new uh, Androids, you could remove people like yeah uh,
0: a picture these days is going to have to be uh I, I, and again this is way beyond my technical capabilities but i don't know <coughs> that it's just going to be you're, you're able to put a picture up and say these days Oh, here's the proof because
1: <laughs> where'd you get the picture you know it, it needs it needs a paper trail then you know the picture would need a paper trail
0: I just don't know the, how you could prove that that picture hadn't been docked. Unless it was taken by someone, you know, working
1: for Heisa and they could, you know, put their stamp on it. But right, then right. you'd unless have to do had, that everywhere.
0: And, sure. And unless he, you had someone working for them in an official capacity that somehow was able to take pictures or something On And then, so again, it goes back it's to the a lot point of do we really want to spend time, money, and energy on this bullshit? Because Anybody that thinks that three millimeter shoes are safer than five millimeter shoes, they're they're making that shit up.
1: Yeah, it's a two millimeter up. difference.
0: It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You <laughs> did this for years. If you're going to tell me that, and, and, and there might be a difference, but it's going to be minuscule. Right. And it's it's not going to be something. When a horse wears a gets a new shoe, and they walk over a concrete surface or, or a hard surface a few times. The shoes get worn down. They're aluminum. I mean, it's 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 only X amount of millimeters for X amount of you know days, and, and it's just, it's not something that, that it's it's just a, a petty thing more than anything. It's just a, a, a petty thing, and to believe right, it's a nuisance that, more the, than to to it is a that rule. The same, the same authority, the same people, the same group is going to to do. Um, other areas differently than this one makes no sense. Makes no sense. Well, why, you know what else they...
1: doesn't make any sense? Why people are blindly like, "All right, this is going to be great," with no, you know, kind of anything to back that up. Like Heise, Heise hasn't done anything at this point other than be kind of a nuisance. It's a hope it's people right. believe
0: it's... in what they want. A lot of times. They'll believe what they want. It's it's it, it goes back to politics. There are some people that will vote for a person, and it doesn't matter, or a party. They're a party line voter, and it doesn't matter what that person does. It doesn't matter how bad they are. It doesn't matter how much they they skew from their agenda or what they said they were going to do. It doesn't matter what they personally do. It doesn't matter. They've always got an excuse. There's always well, you know. Uh, that's what I've always uh, done. Uh, yeah, that's not uh, that's not true. You know, that's the media. That's this. That's fake news. That's this. That's that. And it doesn't matter which side you're on. Mm-hmm. There's people that are just blind to to that. So you, you see that in other areas now. People are blind to. Um... There's people that are anti-racing, no matter what, no matter how well you take care of the horses, no matter how how well you you you, you maintain the racetracks, no matter how much you cut down the number of injuries or breakdowns, they're never going to come to your side. They're always going to be against you. It doesn't matter if you have six whip strikes or 600 whip strikes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got rid of whips. They're against it.
2: <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's just the uh, uh, you see it in, in, in all areas of society today. There's people that are going to be against athletes for their no reason, view or because they they drop the pass, or because oh well this guy is not going to be any good. Well, look at LeBron.
1: That. They're mad at him for a, a, a press conference he had like literally like twenty years ago. <laughs> uh, l- they were at, mad about that Miami e confer- Heat uh, press conference still. Like, oh. exactly. And Like exactly,
0: and it's like, <laughs> and people just they they this is, this is racing is no different. Look look at the Baffordite Look at the acolytes. If Baffert went out and 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 uh, you know, I don't know, drowned cats or something, <laughs> then people would say, you know, what, them cats really, they had it coming.
1: I mean, oh yeah, there's definitely people that would say that.
0: And again, I'm not a, and, and I'm not an anti unfortunately, I'm really not. I, I I don't I think that the guy, you know what, he got a suspension, he did his time, he, he's he suspended this year, and and let you know move on. I mean, people try to make the guy out like he's, he's, uh, you know, Pol Pot or somebody. I mean, <laughs> well, it's kind of worked out
1: good, though, for him, th- at least this year, because he doesn't really have any anymore. Anyway, no, so. no, actually,
0: exactly. He kind of escaped the fact that. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's,
1: it's like a the, moot point. He's like, oh,
0: it's a down year anyway. So whatever. The, va- the vaunted crew uh, in, in January doesn't look so vaunted anymore. Right. And I want I want people to remember, I'm ta- I am taking a little victory that way. So about two months ago, I don't know. I, I, as I look at all these horses outside of who, Arabia, which I, one is good? I, I, you know, he was the only one I said, "Well, I said, wow, that's a real you know that that's a real horse." The rest of them all kind of look suspect. And and as it's turned out, they they've all kind of uh, you know either run into issues or or they've run into their pedigree, or they just haven't run that well. Yeah, and so, watch reincarnate win. On Saturday, he, he, you know, he and he's then gonna... win the derby. <laughs> I I do kind of like him. He, he's one, did not. I did at the beginning of January, I really didn't like him because I mean, he was he was Rafards running him on the grass, but he did run good in the sham and he did run good in the rebel. And I said, you know, he's he's the other one, of course. Arabian Nights off the, the trail, so he's out, but uh, I, I do think reincarnate's a pretty good horse. As a matter of fact, I do have. I do have him hooked up a little bit in future book doubles. With, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. With, with the Oaks. In the face bowl. Yeah. With, with the Oak. I got the Oaks. <laughs> I'm confident about the Oaks. the Oaks. I know. We got that one wrapped up.
1: But um, I, do, I do have to say, I have to give you credit because you really, it seems like, for whatever reason, you're very, very good at judging the talent of Phillies. Well, (laughs) yeah. Because you,
0: I mean... Four-legged ones. (laughs) (laughs) Hey-oh! The two-legged ones. Not so much. The rails. (laughs) The machete. (laughs) The famous machete. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you were kind of clairvoyant a a few times since we've been doing this on, on a few fillies. Quite a few fillies, actually. You know, if anybody's really really a fan (laughs) yeah they could tell us which episodes it were because there was there was quite a few going back to like our breeder's cup stuff i mean i don't know i I just i I appreciate that
0: i appreciate your your uh (laughs) see larry larry's not gonna like us talking like this (laughs) they want to larry larry can you believe, Larry, I know, you know you're know you listening, and, and I know you know who this person is. Can you believe Barry doesn't think Rick Patino's is a good coach? It's like the don't, only thing we disagree on. I know. This <laughs> man, I lived in Louisville for 10 years, so I was, like, forced to watch Louisville basketball. And that guy won with guys who just weren't very good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had some good players. But um Anyways. No, now, you did. De- you definitely hey, hey. You,
1: that one year. That that one year with
0: uh, who is it? Uh, when he won the national title, yes. And, and the guy who who's selling insurance now is was, was the the MVP, uh, the Hancock guy. His half brother, is yeah. a trainer at uh, Keeneland. Actually, it's not, but um, there's there's like twelve million people in the state of Kentucky named Hancock. <laughs> it's like no one named Hancock lives anywhere else but Kentucky. Um, mm, anyways, Larry, we, we disagree on that. Larry, we disagree. Yeah. So it's not a hundred percent. No, Patino. 7.
1: No, Patino.
0: Oh yeah. By the way, uh, props for, to, for Barry, who's in the finals of, uh, the Joe Chris effect, uh, fantasy NBA. Yeah. Uh, it's not the, going against Joe, the, it's other not guys. Joe's actual league. It's his brother's league, but you know, <clears just throat> more famous. But um, yeah, so Barry's in the finals, and I I, I finished last. But uh... you you had you had some
1: obstacles. I mean, you have to you, like th- <laughs> this is like a, a re- mad <laughs> like a real. This is you know that's the one thing when I joined this league, and they were like, yeah, it just keeps going. You know, we do it every year. That you kind of have to, you know, with the keepers and everything, like build a a foundation and. I inherited a team when I came into the league that was horrible. And then I ended up finishing, I think, third uh, two years ago or three years ago. And then this year, I'm in the money again. Well, it's tough, though. I mean, you know, on the
0: league, I don't know how we got it subject to basketball. Well, on, in the league, when you sign in, there's a a screen that has your entire roster on it. And you have to place your guys that are playing. You place the other guys on the bench and you have your injured reserve. guys. Well, guys who are injured are, are going to miss a game or are on the injured list. or They get a little red cross on, you know, next to their name. <laughs> and, you know, there were times early. The in whole season, <laughs> team was red. <laughs> when I would check on. And I had almost my whole team win the red. And I was thinking to myself, yeah.
1: Yeah, the COVID years weren't good to me either. Yeah. Uh, with you, that, you play right.
0: what, three, three, you play uh three guards, three forwards, you play eight guys uh, are active a night. There was nights where my, there was a full schedule playing and I had three guys active. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I traded for Chet Holmgren and next year I got him for See, three years, baby. Three years. Right. Well, you two gotta,
1: years, that's, that's the thing, you know, you get a good keeper and you can be rolling, you know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so good luck to Barry. He's in the finals. This is the week. Uh, of course, it's also the week where the teams uh, are tanking. That's it, everybody. Uh, the good teams are resting their players for the playoffs, and the bad teams are resting their good players so that they can lose more games and get more ping pong balls. But uh, uh, anyways, um, what about what were your thoughts on, on the Louisiana Derby? Um.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it was hard because I knew instant coffee wasn't gonna do much running. Mm-hmm. And you know, usually in, in in those kind of races, I I will kind of think that the race would go through that horse, the best horse in the race, who I think is the best horse, but. I, I had the feeling that they were just gonna run around there and that's kinda what he did. He didn't really do much. But it was good that they ran him despite all that.
0: Well, he needed a run, but Right. Exactly. He he he's now he's he's not he's in jeopardy of not making it.
1: Yeah. I I mean they're not they're not
0: talking about running again, right? Well, the only the only race left would be the Bluegrass would right? be the Bluegrass. No, the Bluegrass no, is in two weeks. The uh,
1: Lexington—that's
0: not exactly a racetrack to place his style.
1: No, think, not at all. I think
0: his worst races was on. Uh, well,
1: before the other day. It'd be a shame
0: if he doesn't make it though, because he is one of the better horses, and and he's you know he's kind of got the pedigree to do it. And I thought the Derby actually w- would probably set up better than the Louisiana the jersey, preps, yeah. Derby, Derby. I mean, when you looked at the Louisiana Derby, there just wasn't any pace, and and that's kind of been a theme this year. Uh, and you made a good point. We were talking to the other day that uh, part of that might be the fact that the Baffert horses have kind of you know not shown up in a lot of right. Ways. Usually, they usually all of them the are the pace, the quality horses that you know his horses generally are are, are are you know speed horses are not too far off of it, but. Um, I thought there was a couple interesting things to take out of this race. Like uh, I know we had spoke before with our friend, and uh, you know, kind of mentioned Jace's Road, but uh, Jace's Road.
1: I this was something that I noticed. I don't think he
0: wants to go far. (laughs) I think the only way he's going to get a distance like that is on the lead. So I, I was kind of really, to me, he was a horse that should have been sent to the lead no matter what because he's just not going to win without it. And, it, I mean, I just don't see a, a path to victory for him in the Kentucky Derby because I think he's a need-to-lead type of horse. But the, th- the unusual part about him was that his final work for this race was 12 days out. Yeah, that's bothersome. Was, uh, and then he showed up with four bandages, which is something that just rarely happens these days. Um, not that horses don't run to four bandages, but for trainers of the super trainer variety uh, that don't wear front bandages hardly ever for horses to show up in a derby prep with front bandages that hadn't been wearing them um, was, you know, interesting. I thought you know, but interesting <laughs> red in, in a red flag. Yeah. In, in a negative way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I, I wasn't, and honestly, I wasn't smart enough to to figure out that Kings Barnes was going to be the the, the speed. speed. Um, I mean, this is this is exactly what I said about the horse. And, and this is sometimes you know you, you get during the races come you start getting distracted. You're you know I was I was at the, the harness track um, at the time, but. um... Uh, to, 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 I said, you know, it was interesting that, that, uh, Pratt came to ride him as obviously as our Rad and Saez are, are tied up. So, you know, it made sense for Pratt to come ride him. Um, but I, I, you know, my comment was his tactical speed is a big plus here because I'm not really sure who will even be in the front, side even on the right? backside. <laughs> And I did say I do think Kings will go up much lower than the six one morning line. He did go off nine to two, which which I thought was a good price. I I thought he should be about seven to two. And I said he's he's very he's a very solid contender here. And I, I probably should have just if you had guaranteed me that Jace's road was going to the lead, um, now that doesn't mean that he wouldn't Kings Barnes wouldn't have won. He may have won anyways. But if you if I, I was allowed to bet at, in the first turn I would have bet everything I had on Kingsbridge. Yeah, the, the pace was so mm. slow.
1: I mean, granted, he did what he needed to do. He, he got the distance. He looked pretty good doing it. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess the question mark going forward is, is will he get that kind of setup up again? Probably I don't know that he the,
0: needs the, he the lead because <laughs> it, it's just hard. You know, the one thing about him is, is, and I know Bruno was going all nuts on, on Twitter because he likes that horse. And he was, you know, all offended that people were saying, hey, well, he got an easy lead. Because the fact is this, is that he did get an easy lead. He did get a perfect trip. But that's not a knock on the horse. And I think sometimes people uh, have conflated a good trip with uh, a horse not being good. Um, good horses get good trips. That That's one of the, the things that, they, they possess tactical speed or, or the ability to, to be placed in a race where they're at a comfort level, where they relax and conserve energy to finish. I mean, that's the difference a lot of times between a good horse and a not-so-good horse, is the good horses, they, they find trips that, that work. And no horse is going to overcome a bad trip all the time. I mean, think about Arrogate, right? Mm. Think about the trip he had in the Dubai World Cup. I mean, that was one of the greatest races I ever saw a horse overcome to come from where he came from against the field he did um, and just run by horses like they were, you know, 20 claimers, but it it was, you know, that was it. And and for whatever reason, that horse never ran another good race again. And I'm not saying just because of, of the trip, but. If you have to have a bad trip all the time and you're always having to overcome, then it's it races are going to be harder on you. Uh, and, and and it's not you know a knock on Kingsbridge, but uh, if you, if you put um, Kevin Durant in in a game against um, Muggsy Bogues, well, no, you put yeah, Kevin Durant in a game Central. against uh, you know Florida Atlantic, he's going to score sixty every time. But that doesn't mean he's not good. <laughs> because Florida Atlantic doesn't have the capabilities of guarding the guy. It doesn't mean he's not good. It just means that you can't use that 60 scored against him as a uh, comparison to uh, when the Greek freak scored 50 in game seven of the NBA finals. You know, it's not comparison, but it doesn't mean that he's not good. And that's the thing, in Kingsbridge or Kingsburn, whatever the hell his name is. Um, <laughs> he's a really good horse. But he got an easy trip. Yeah, it doesn't he mean he's did. not a good horse. And I think sometimes there's people on, on social media that want to, to downgrade that. Well, you don't necessarily have to downgrade it to the point of the horse. You can say, well, you know, he he earned a good speed figure based upon an easy trip, and that's that is reality. But he's well, it's still like a the good tap horse and
1: Trice speed. thing.
0: I mean, yeah, right, right, exactly. I mean. He did it. He he still overcame the trip. And did he beat good horses? Not really. But you have to be a good horse to, to be able to do that. And, 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 you know, I made another point um, about a different race on the card on Saturday. Uh, the New Orleans Classic. Oh. <laughs> and that was, you know, that I was against our collector in that race. And the reason being that, number one, he's just going to be overbet. Um Off the top. That's just before you even get into anything else. That was yeah. like the number one thing. He's definitely he going to get overbet. going to be overbet. And one of the things that I think sometimes talking about, uh, you know, trips and, and things like that, handicapping stuff is, is key races. And there are times where a key race is actually... beneficial thing you can say to yourself look this maiden 30 had horses that are coming out of it and winning maiden 50s and maiden specials this race was you know spectacularly uh tough for that level but in the case of the the pegasus world cup because a lot of horses came out of that race and won it was all of a sudden this huge key race. But the fact of the matter is.
1: Yeah, it was a grade
0: one. And, and that happens all the time where horses
1: well, come out of those races running maybe a little bit of lesser class, maybe grade three.
0: and that, that, That's exactly what happened. The fields just spread out. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the good horses in training were in that race. Right. And after the race, they, they went, you know, uh, White Abario, he won an allowance race. Skippy Longstock just won a race at Tampa, he was two to five. Um, the horses ran one, two, three, and the Santa Anita Handicap came out of the race. But, um, and there was uh, an- another one too. I can't think who else. And I said to myself, you know what they're going to do? The analysis, the analysis, they're going to say, oh, man, this comes out as a really key race. But it, it really wasn't as key race as you think it was because the horses all went and, you know, they, they went to, to spots that they should win. They're supposed to win. Oh, the the Horse of Lucas is the, the race. Oh, Last 19. Samurai. Yeah. But they're, they're <clears throat> supposed to win those races. <laughs> they're their favorites in all those races for the most part. So I, I said that. I said, you know, Art Collector hadn't really won or run a, a really good race since September of
1: 2001. Right. He wakes up and then.
0: There's no way he could put two races like that back to back. Exactly. No. Uh, and, and I said to myself, well, "How does our collector like to run? He likes to run loose on the lead, or in the clear, and he said, ain't getting that kind of trip." And I said to, <laughs> you know, when I said to myself, I looked at the New Orleans Classic, and there was a dead speed horse on the rail. It was definitely going to the lead. Goes to the lead every time. And uh, West Willpower was. Drawn outside of him, and West Willpower has speed. And I said, you know, he's either going to get a trip where he's going to have to duel with the one, which I don't think he's going to want to do.
1: Right. Or get get shuffled back because he's not fast enough. Back
0: behind those other two horses. And that's not really the trip he likes. And that's exactly the trip he got. And the point being this was, I, I said, you just can't bet this horse because. Like I said, if he beats you at, a, at an underlaid price, then he beats you. But the handicapping factor in that point is it, it kind of a phony handicapping factor. Even though, like I said, a lot of horses won out of that race, they all ran in races they supposed to run, and run in, you know? They weren't moving up in class. They were all moving down in class from that race. Right, and and, and you know, that that's the thing that, you know,
1: at least myself and how I approach being an analyst is to give information on the context like that. Like you just said, you know, it appears to be this way, but given the context, it's another way. And that's one of the things that, you know, at least for me is important to, to, to give out to the public, at least to, to touch on it so they can understand what, you know, possibly how to look at things in a way that could set them up for success and you know Mm -hmm. a a lot of people you know and it it goes to some of the selections that i make because they're usually going to be bigger priced horses because you know people don't think the same way and that's okay with me i'm okay with that i don't need to be along with everybody else because that doesn't make you money in this game um but it's, it's definitely something to think about, especially when you're, when you're looking at races that are, have a bunch of horses that are evenly matched or, you know, very competitive field, no standouts, or you're trying to get a handle on the pace scenario. The context of, of prior races really, really, really comes into play. And it's not talked about like, you know, this, this stuff I'm talking about here. I don't ever hear it spoken anywhere.
0: No, I I agree. These days it's hard. There's everybody's got the data. Everybody's got the video replays. Everybody's got everything. So what you have to do is you have to really, you know, break down the the typical data and and really determine what's actually maybe not. Um, you know, maybe it's a false number. Maybe the, like, it's like the point we made before. A lot of times a horse will run their best lifetime speed figure, whatever, um, you know, speed figures you use, because they get an ideal trip because everything worked out. How many times have you seen a horse sit third behind a two-way cutthroat speed duel and the two horses in the lead stop? The horse uh, sitting third inherits the lead, without having to be asked, asked because right, you know, the horses just, are stopping and then yep. the horses are stopping kind of getting gum the race up a little behind them and get in everyone's way and maybe force horses to kind of, you know, switch, uh, switch, right. Lanes. the leader
1: draws off by 10. and, and Right. Like, and, and it what? right. You,
0: you, you get a huge number, but it, it was based upon an ideal setup that the race set up perfectly. Um, and you know, you have to be smart enough to, to figure out, Hey, um, that's something that, um, you know, we're just going to downgrade this a little bit. And then there's other times when, you know, you think everyone else is going to downgrade something and, and you have to say, you see it a lot with, with young three-year-olds, um, like looking at their grass and you, you get to learn patterns for trainers. Some trainers, we've talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. Baffert's horses come out running and they progress They run. <laughs> a little tiny bit of the time, or they regress. You know, I mean, not, it's not like every horse he's got is, is becomes a champion horse. A lot of times they come out running really fast, and they go backwards.
1: Yeah, you know, they, they, have, like, they, have they throw in moves. a dud at
0: sure. like four to five,
1: and then, you know, everybody's like, oh, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, we beat Baffert, blah, blah, blah. And then then the horse comes back a month later and just drills a field. But you know that was even better than the the previous ones.
0: Tox's horses improve; they improve. They start off, and it's not like they run terrible first time out, or second time out. Um, But a lot of his horses, you'll see it; they'll improve two or three points, two or three points, two or three points, two or three points. Um, Pletcher is is kind of in the middle. Um, You know, Bill and Mott, same thing. His horses, they, they they'll It'll take them a while sometimes. Mott's horses will come out running, and they'll get, you know, a decent number, of 10, a 12, and then they'll run it again, and then they'll run it again. Then all of a sudden they'll run an 8, and then they'll run a 6, and then they'll run a, you know. It, it, different trainers have different patterns, and I'm sure it has something to do with the horses that they get, the owners that they have, the goals that they have, and the way that they train. But um, a lot of times people used to play young horses to bounce all the time when they'd run a big number. And a lot of times we're seeing more and more these days is that a horse will come back and, and they'll, they'll run bigger.
1: Number, yeah, paired up or,
0: or run bigger. And you got to be aware of that. But there's also a, a sign like where, um, you know, there's a, there's a side to it where you got to also be realistic about it. When you see horses that <clears throat> improve, 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 you know that there's probably going to be a spot where they're going to regress or they're going to, at the very least, plateau. To me, that was Sun Thunder going into the Louisiana Derby. Mm. Um, you know, he was a horse that, that, that progressed quickly for McPeak. and, and that's McPeak's horses are, are generally, he, Kenny runs his horses a lot. He puts them in, he races them. I'm not going to criticize him at all because he's done very well doing that. And a lot of his horses, you know, they get poo-pooed a lot, but they pick up a lot of checks. And at the end of the day, you look and they've earned 460000 you know. <laughs> so um, it's not a criticism at all, but he does run them a lot. So the patterns are, are, are a little bit tougher to decipher. But this horse, you know, broke his maiden on, on December 31st at Oak Lawn, got a 10 and a half. His next start, he got an eight. His next start um, at Louisiana in the uh, Risen Star, he got a three and a half. And I said, to, you know, yep. it was, was too big of a uh, hike. Right. What, what I wrote was that, you know, he, he's probably going to regress here because if he were to move forward from that, he would be like at the, uh, the really good horse level and horses that just, you know, started out a few months before not being at near that level, rarely get to that level. Uh, you know, um, The life is good. You know, he was running spectacular numbers as a three-year-old before he got hurt um, and had to have all the time off and then didn't come back to the summertime. But there's not many horses that can run those type of numbers. So generally, horses, if they've improved a great deal, they'll regress. And, you know, that's the subtle difference between knowing when they're going to regress and knowing when they're going to plateau, because if they regress, you bet against them. If they can run that same number again, well, sometimes people will be playing against them because they're saying, well, he's never going to run that number. Or it's just gotten to be confusing in a lot of ways because horses are, uh, you know, the, the, the stake races, the derby trail, the derby prep races are are full of um lightly raced horses that used to be in allowance races and even some of them have, have been in allowance races, but it's just something that, that's, you know, still evolving. And, and this year in particular, you know, talk about um, the crop. We always talk about the crop, but it's difficult to not say that this crop is, is not very strong because they're just, I, I asked people on Twitter today as okay. Here we are. We're we're a week before the last major rounds of preps, right? We're in we're in the we're in the last we're, we're in the fourth quarter. And like who's who's credentialed?
1: I only see one. Maybe two. Forte for sure. The,
0: the only two left that are have won <clears throat> two stake races are, are Forte and practical move. hmm Am I missing someone else? No. I mean, instant coffee, you could say it, but he you know, he is his last one was also in January and his other derby prep was in at Churchill, the two year old. So ten point race. So I mean and like I said, he might not even get in. I mean, we might be in a situation now, and we haven't even talked about this, but you might have four foreign horses in the race this year. You might have three Japanese horses, you got two from the UA Derby, the horse from uh is running at Santa Anita. Um well, based on what we're seeing here, you got to have to. Think and that a they, European.
1: They're going to be contenders instantly.
0: They're, they're, you know, there's a European that might run too. So so we might be at a situation where there's only 16 domestic horses or domestic spots. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we'll probably get an injury or two among the top tier horses because that always seems to happen. Um, you know, so. It, it's it's these last rounds are are going to be important because there just aren't a lot of horses that have earned a lot of points at this point, and we can't blame Baffert for it all.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, yeah, I, I it it just feels a lot different than it did last year. I think you know, not that the years usually are the same or anything. But there was more of a picture at this point in the in the derby season than there is now. Um, and at least more contenders. I mean, I, I really yes. don't see many contenders.
0: Last year so, there was many more solid contenders at this point than this year. And, and some of them didn't complete the year. Um, O'Donoghue, early voting. Um They both Zanden, you know, got hurt. Zandon kind of you know, tailed off. Tailed off. Um, but yeah, I i, I hear you. Man. Uh, I uh, it's it's uh, and it's oh, confusing to me because Cyber Knife last year at this point, you know, he, when he wins the right. Arkansas Derby, then he's he's suddenly a viable contender. He won the Haskell, right? Then,
1: um, on the same day, uh,
0: White abario won the Florida Derby, so right, it, 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 right, he won the Florida Derby after having won the Fountain of Youth, so there was just a lot more, um. It's it's just a very murky year. And this is my question. And I, I, you know, people always want to poo poo this. People get mad in the internet when you say things they don't like that they don't agree with, even if it's true. You know, when you say, "Well, that that was a slow race." Oh my God! Why they don't? You know, time only matters in jail. Well, well, it's a slow race. What are you going to do? You know, (laughs) we talked to the time lord. He verified the time. It's a slow race. Time lords you on know, our I mean, side. That's the we're not you know commenting on the, the, the veracity of the, the the connections you know intentions or anything. We're just saying the horse ran in a race that didn't go fast, and that's just the way it is. But, um, you know, this year I, I said, tell me who is a horse that's done uh, outside of basically the Todd Pletcher barn Forte in particular who has the credentials of, of a typical Derby type horse
1: so really I mean it's those two horses forte practical move and then uh, I don't even know if you can put Kingsbarns into
0: that category he's won one race and he got a you know he did get an easy trip regardless of of Bruno's proclamation that' he's <clears throat> the greatest horse ever and he might be. He might be always dreaming. And and this is the type of year where those kind of horses... Right. where it can happen that way. I think I said way. that a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, I can't really come up with a derby list. I think my derby list at that time was, you know, they want to put a top 10, I have a top four. And uh, one of them has dropped off. <laughs> Two of them have dropped off since then. So, <laughs> And I, I kind of resigned myself to the fact that this is going to be a year when a horse who normally... Wouldn't be a solid contender is going to win. And then that's going to be the basis upon everyone running for the next few years. Just like uh, whenever you, you talk about a, a long shot, oh, well, you know, Rich Strike, you, it can happen. Of course it can
1: happen, but
0: it can, but, you
1: know, is it anyway, realistic? I, don't, I, don't
0: want, I don't want to talk about Rich Strike. Ah! Nobody likes Rich Strike anymore. No, not, now is owners suing everybody and people don't like a sewer. Is he going to in the winner's circle again? That's the question. Is, if, is that if, horse going to win again? Ever? He's going to win again. You know, how he's going to win again. It's going to, it's going to happen. He's going to run him in a spot. He's going to get drilled, and they're going to say, you know what? We just need to build his confidence, and they're going to find some. Drop him. are going to find some race, and I mean, it isn't exactly like the the 27 Yankees are lined up against him out there. So, I mean, every even the older horses, every good horse. Excuse me. Every horse that runs a big race the next time they disappoint. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just the way it's going to be. Except Equinox. Equinox doesn't disappoint. Oh man, that was ridiculous. That horse did. Uh, That was. I I liked how everyone suddenly became a Japanese racing expert. Oh man. Well,
1: it's kind of easy to do when they win all the races. I oh, mean, like, oh yeah, yeah, I love you know, that horse. They're, they're yeah. breeding,
0: you know. They've been doing this, they're...
1: dude. They've been doing that. They they yeah. haven't stopped.
0: They've they've only been doing that same thing for I don't know thirty years. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was interesting. Something that uh, our friend Mister Sid Fernando posted was there's kind of been a theme over the last like 30 years about Sunday silence that he was sold to the Japanese for like penny, like peanuts. Like, oh they couldn't find a spot for him. Uh, that isn't up. true. Uh, according to Sid's clip from, from 25 years ago, <laughs> um, Sunday silence was, was sold to the to the Japanese for over in in excess of ten million dollars. That's ten million dollars, nineteen ninety dollars. Who who, so, who
1: thought that he didn't get paid to go over there? Of course that's he close, did that,
0: That's close to twenty million dollars. Um, which is a I remember difference. that I, there I there are not I'm a holding... lot of horses that people spend twenty million dollars for. Who, are, who was under the impression that
1: it was Peanuts he got
0: sent over mean, It wasn't. I remember that, that deal, and, they, and
1: everybody was shocked. They were like, what?
0: People have said that for a long time, and they've said, oh, well, you know, American breeders didn't want them, so well, there may be no American breeders were willing to put up $10 million, Pay that much money. Yeah, yeah. so but that, I, I always thought that that was kind of funny, and that, you, you know, there was always an uncurrent of, well, we just got, we, we didn't want them. Well, no one here wanted him. I'm sure Mr. Hancock wouldn't have been able to get ten million dollars out of the Japanese if there was no other uh, bidders. Because I'm sure he w- he wouldn't have. Uh... Charlie Whittingham owned part of that horse too.
1: Right, and you know people are acting as if they just dumped him off over there. That that wasn't it at all. No. I remember that. <laughs> no, that
0: that's true. <laughs> Somehow along the line, the story you know like, how the dude, story always dude. changes. Have you seen Sunday Science's resume? <laughs> what? But he wasn't that good looking. Well, yeah. yeah but... A northern dancer wasn't that tall. And Mr. Prospector couldn't couldn't win over seven furlongs. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh Sunday it what's the name? Seattle Slou was a little crooked. Danzig ran three times. <laughs> All seemed to work out pretty good for those guys. <laughs> And then some. Um yeah, but I, it was funny that everybody became Japanese experts. Oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> we gonna well, I don't know. What do we do for about, about our turf forces in this country, so, since Charlie Appleby and William Buick use us as an ATM machine every summer? Uh, <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. Yeah you, you, you seen uh anybody make a bid to buy to bring Kingman over here?
1: <laughs> the stats in DRF are hilarious when <laughs>
0: And, uh, it, when he runs it's, horses it's, I just love when people say that though and, and, I, and I just I don't know why I get a perverse kick out of it like everyone's like oh my god what are, we, what are the breeders going to do the breeders I don't know nothing what are you going to do <laughs> they're gonna Okay, so doing what they do they're going to breed horses for <laughs> the market and they're going to sell them I don't know if anyone paid attention to the OBS sale last week but lots of horses sold for lots of money and that's why people breed horses for the most part and it's it's you know, is it great for racing? No, but it, it is what it is. This is not we're not Japan. We're not Hong Kong. We're not England. We're not, we're different. We're America. This is what we do. It, it, it's not going to change. And if the Japanese like what was it a couple weeks ago when I said that if the Japanese decide to target our races, they're going to win a bunch of them. The Derby's a hard race to win. The Derby's a hard race to win. Because it's so unlike everything else. There are no other dirt races of that magnitude with a 20 horse field in front of 170,000 people um, for a three year old on that track. It, it just is so much different than everything else. Everywhere, there's no Japanese race that's got, you know, that, that's under those circumstances. The Japanese dirt horses are already considered, you know, the, they're considered like the you no, know, the B being a B, the B plus team, right? <laughs> so it's going to be difficult for them to win a race from the UAE Derby, and it has nothing to do with racing class or this or that. It just has to do with travel. They've gone from Japan to Dubai, and then Dubai, and then back to Japan, and then to Kentucky. That's hard. That's a lot of travel on a young horse. I mean, it, it it's just one of those unmeasurable issues. And I mean, no one has really run good from that race in this race. And I, and I have to believe, and there's been some good horses. I mean, Thundersnow decided to be a bucking Bronco, but um, <laughs> um you know, Mendelssohn. There, there's been good horses that have come over, but I, I really believe that the travel is going to be a barrier. And I don't know that the horse running in Santa Anita from, Japan is of the class of those other horses, because he's running on the, the B-level circuit, the NAR circuit, which is sort of like the mammoth circuit, right? Um, but I, I really believe if you're going to have success doing that, that that will be the way to the Kentucky Derby. Just like years and years and years ago in, I think it was 1986, the year Ferdinand won. <clears throat> the, uh, the derby there was a horse named bold arrangement that came from england and i think was third in the derby and they came and they prepped in the bluegrass of course the bluegrass was different i think it was 2 weeks before the derby then uh, somehow or another horses used to be sturdy and, <laughs> and i could be the blame because it's been in my lifetime so if you could you could probably draw straight from your fault the lack of sturdiness of horses to me but Bold Arrangement came over and he prepped in, in in an American prep. I really believe that that is the key. Yeah, that's probably going to happen anyway. That
1: though there's no way that they'll figure out that the travel is the huge barrier.
0: <laughs> but I, I really do think for older horses, and it's different. Remember, these are three year olds, and and it's it's and older horses are just you know they're more experienced, they're more seasoned. Um, but I really believe if if they started coming over and targeting uh, this year alone would be a great year to come over and target some of our grade one dirt races because uh, the older horses and the sprint division horses, for that matter, the three-year-olds uh, just aren't very good. And Sprint division, wide open. Uh, well, sprint division outside of the, the Billy Mott horse. What's his name? Uh, yeah. the, the horse that wanted saw it, he's really good. Yeah. I can't think of his name lost for words and that that uh uh, uh, the horse by Curlin, the sprints elite power elite power yes he's really good elite power is a perfect example of a weak race producing a really good horse
1: oh yeah that race he was in was awful yeah it was like three horses in there right right
0: and the industry three. insiders would tell me, oh my God, you said it wasn't a good race. And look, Yeah, it wasn't a good race. It was a terrible race, you know, if you looked at the entirety of the field. But that doesn't mean that a really good horse can't come out of it. It's just like. Right. The it's Florida just like the, the money's gold race yesterday. Just like the, right, you right, know, exactly. the money's gold race. I and mean, people say, oh, who did she beat? She beat him by a football field. I mean, it's, it's just like the Forte. Forte wins, <laughs> uh, you know. It's a weak race, but that doesn't mean there's Forte's not a good horse. He's a good horse. Of course, he's a good horse. All right, here's a question for you. I mean, if, if Forte wins by a desperate nose over one of the 40 to one shots, then, right. might then you got to question it. Yeah. Hey, you know, what happened? But, you know, if he wins authoritatively, or even if he just wins in a workmanlike manner by three, four, two, three, three lengths, four, five lengths, whatever, like it doesn't reflect on him. But you don't have to say that it's a strong race because it just isn't. We know what a strong race is. It's a strong race is a race with right. Horse. But you
1: also know, you know, when you have a monster in with the peasants, and that happens. Yeah. Um, so here's the question: What do you think happens first? A Japanese horse wins the Derby, or a horse that. Wins the Derby on their third start? That's a good question.
0: I think if the Japanese start to target races other than the UA Derby, like if they were to come over and they probably wouldn't go to Florida because of the climate change. <laughs> but if they were to go to like the Bluegrass or, or particularly the Santa Anita Derby, that, that seems to be, you know, Closer, so I think that um, the Japanese horses will win before that because I think that the third race thing, number one, it means your second race is going to have to be in in a big stake and you're going to have to Taiba. Sure. But I mean, we've seen Taiba, who's a good horse, despite his his last race, um, and especially Curlin. They weren't. A, they weren't even. A, they weren't even coming close. I, I just think that it's going to be almost impossible for a horse to win uh, the Derby in their third start without it being kind of a flukish race.
1: What about the fourth start?
0: <laughs> I mean, the uh, fourth start, Justify did it. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I I can't separate them. And, and you know, you I, I'd probably
0: it. say the, the third start would happen first. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's. I just think it's it's going to be very, very difficult for any horse. Well, there probably is going to be more horses making their third start than there will be Japanese horses, but I don't know, man. The Japanese have this. I mean, they, they sent like twenty seven horses to Dubai. I mean, and it they felt didn't like use, they, they all won. <laughs> they did not used to um, to ship like they ship now. I mean, it was a very insular place, and, and yeah. So, what's changed? Like why I the they the, uh, I mean I'm paraphrasing, but it seemed like they just you were know, like, Hey, you know what? We've we've We're missing to, out. We got to we got to the, the, the place we need to be and it's time to start you know shooting for races other than the arc. And, right. and it's like it, the Aussies don't have ship it. anywhere, right? They've taken know. shots before. I mean, remember Cesario came over? Yep. Um and then you know they they, they had a pretty consistent uh Every year they would run a couple in Dubai. But it wasn't like it is now where they're running like waves of horses in in Dubai and Saudi Arabia. I mean, even the breeders couple last couple, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, at Santa Anita, they had, you know, the two that won. um, And then there was, you know, a handful of others that came and before they never even sent anybody. So, and they've done it properly. I mean, they, they built it up. And uh, I mean, it's a great way of, of it's, it's, you know, it'll be commended. I mean, you look at some of the bloodlines um, and it just is different than, than what we see over here. And uh, you know, you think about the horse that won, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, the horse that won the UA Derby, and he's by sure. Mind Your Biscuits. Mind Your Biscuits is by Posse. And, and both of those horses um, they're they're well known as sprinters, though. I mean, mind your biscuits. I think was second in the Whitney, so like it wasn't like he he couldn't he wasn't Kelly Kip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Kip couldn't go seven. <laughs> he, he he literally six he, and six, six and a half was his limit. Like he, he he never won at seven, but um, he was damn tough to beat at six. Uh. But those are, you know, some of the horses De frong and, and horses that really weren't going to have much of a chance of of, of being started here have gone over there and, and and they've done well. So, um, it just is to me. It's it, they're just another player now. That's all.
1: That's uh, good. But, I I like that. I mean, for sure. You know, it, it's especially bringing their pools and, and money in the in the betting pools over here would be fantastic.
0: They don't... Uh, they're not allowed to bet outside of Japan very often, but if they have two or three horses in the in the Kentucky Derby, I know that Churchill has some sort of agreement with them. Um, that, throw that, that, some will, ducats. That, that will be a lot of money, and they will bet a lot of money. Aussies don't ship,
1: right? I don't see Do. any Australian horses. No,
0: like I think sometimes you'll see. What was that? Sprinter? Maybe England. I, I think I have seen him. Yeah, anymore. some of the sprinters Ascot. In England. Uh, remember the sprinter won at Royal Ascot last year.
1: Yeah, um, yeah the old
0: horse, the the jock stopped riding. You almost got beat. Was it Alligator Blood? No, no it wasn't that uh, one. I can't think of his name, but um, yeah, that those Winks didn't she ship over there? Didn't your Black Caviar one of the two? But not, they not they don't ship around that often. They, they Right, that's right
1: how there. I felt like Japan was. They really didn't do they never did.
0: That. For them. I mean they they would send the horse here and there and um it's just uh, but now they 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 send quite a few horses to Hong Kong too. But Hong Kong's close. You know, very similar racing. I mean the right, Japanese yeah. have been trying to win the Arc for years, for a long, long, long time. Um and they've not really come all that close. And, you know, the one thing that, that you'll never see an American horse win the arc, not that anyone ever tries, but it's just such a different style of racing on, on such a different type of course that it would be so hard for an American horse to, to do that. It would be so hard to find an American horse that, that could even compete. At that caliber. Right? Yeah. I mean, we we just don't seem to have them anymore, and it's I don't know if it's just a phase that you know it's just a run of bad years, run of bad luck. I, I put that Steve Christ article up. Um, the uh, the more the things change, the more they stay the same. They stay the same, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it was funny because I had looked up something um, about a horse. Um, uh, a Bobby Frankel's pay the butler. And mm, I, that's right. Was, yes. <laughs> and I was looking up. uh I just Googled them and, and that came up and, and I thought it was really interesting. And that Steve Christ in 1988 wrote, quote, it's that time of year again. Horses with mediocre form in Europe are piling onto airplanes to plunder America's richest grass races. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> 1988. <laughs> Uh, Of course, he he did go, you know, further in that article to say, um, uh, you know, list the horses, uh, American turf horses that had been uh, very successful the previous years, like, you know, Manila. Um, You know, we we don't have any Manilas. Our horses are just not good anymore. Um, But it was, uh, I thought that was, uh, that was kind of, it just made me laugh, you know, because I'm thinking to myself, man. Me and Barry talk about this every every summer when the when when the the Applebee invasion starts. Like man, oh, Applebee's can't can't believe we can't compete anymore. And and the, you know, hey, 1988, we didn't compete very well that year either. Oh, look at the second
1: Breeders' Cup in Aqueduct. Went over there in pebbles, right?
0: Pebbles. She was some horse.
1: She was good.
0: <laughs> Miesk. Next year, a Lear up.
1: Fan. Remember that horse?
0: Lear Fan. Yeah, Lear Fan turned out to be like a, a good really signer, too. Yeah, really good stallion, and, um, especially in Australia, the whole places. A Royal Academy. Jesus. Yeah. He won the he won the nineteen ninety race at Belmont. for Lester Piggott. Man, that was that was a shitty Belmont or a shitty Breeders' Cup. It was cold on that day, too, man. I'm still freezing. Which one? 1990, Belmont. Oh, yeah. It was, it was
1: freezing. It was cold.
0: <laughs> the other bad one was uh,
1: 2000, right after 9-11. Remember they had the, yeah. with the Tisnow and they Tisnow, had all the, the they... cops?
0: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. It was freezing that day. I, I did not attend that day. I don't even know where the hell that was that day. I think
1: it was in Kentucky. Oh, dude. I I, I literally almost threw my TV out the window.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. I, when Tisnow really won. Much.
1: When Tisnow came back. Won it for America. Yeah.
0: Swain had
1: it. Dude. I was counting my money. Which was probably the reason why the horse lost. And my girl at the time, she just couldn't stand me playing the races. Good thing you got rid of her. Pretty much, yeah. See? I didn't get rid of her? You should have asked there, me about there's no,
0: There's no going in circles. Hey, project. you should have asked me about the future book on her. I would have said,
1: eh. <laughs> shake the, the magic she, eight ball. And say, she, she might the a-
0: outlooks Outlook looks pretty bad, bro. <laughs> she might be a sprinter only. <laughs> She's not going to (laughs) stretch. Yeah, not going to stretch out
1: to the mile. Get rid of her after three furlongs.
0: She ain't never getting two turns. (laughs) You got to dump her.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, And that was like at the time of like TVG and uh, all this stuff was kind of new. Yeah. And she's like, she didn't really understand any of
0: it. I remember TVG. um... You bet. It was you bet. You bet to, well you know you bet turned into twin spires. Twin
1: spires, right?
0: Yeah. And the uh, TVG, I was like, holy shit, they got horse racing on TV. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I was loving it. I was like, oh my god, they put it on. That was the best.
0: Hey, remember, remember the chick they had on Claudia Simon? Yeah. I saw her one time at Churchill and she refused to speak to me. Well, what'd you say to her, dude? <laughs> Refuse She's like, like, she's like, no, I'm not talking to that guy. Basically. Or yeah. did she say, no, not right now? Nope. Yep. Pretty much she just kind of like cold-shouldered me.
1: Like looked at you in the eyeball and said, no. More than want to talk to him. Pretty much. Yeah, Dang. Was, was it. What'd you do, bro?
0: Psh, nothing. Didn't even get a chance to do anything. Oh, well.
1: well maybe you knew one of her friends or something.
0: Maybe she thought we were related. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's this redneck with the same last name? Get get, get him away from me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the good old days. Those were the good old days before everyone hated TVG.
1: Yeah, remember they didn't even have like new york tracks on there for was, a long time
0: oh uh, well we were at, we were just thrilled to have it and and it was hell we, we still had dial-up internet and watching races on the dial-up internet was just like freaking torture man remember there were
1: two networks too uh-huh. HRTV, bro yeah
0: the, uh, do you remember the dial-up internet when, when you'd be watching oh, yeah. the race and it would just like stop stop
1: <laughs> and those little, little, little minuscule <laughs> boxes with the video, and you're like, it's all blurry. I
0: can't even see. What number is that? You'd like lose the connection, and then they get it back on the gallop out. You're trying to say, oh my god, it's
1: like, and then they don't. Then yeah. they they pan back to the to the board, and it's blank. What happened? <laughs> and they don't show the
0: replay. No, either. no, that was dial up was. Was a mess. It, it's so funny how we just take for granted some of stuff, you know. Nowadays, you can just queue up any track in the world at pretty much any time. You get replays clear as clear as a bell, no problem. Run it back, run it forward.
1: You know what else is wild is back when like pick fours like came out. Yeah, <laughs> there used to be a lot of three out of fours. I hate a whole bunch of. Them. For good money, too. Yeah. You know, it was, it's like people didn't really, you know, obviously know how to play it properly at Not in the beginning. I remember the first pick And they were a dollar. There was no 50 cents. They were a dollar pick fours. And man, I hit so many three out of fours. I remember I hit one, a three out of four at Laurel. There was a a horse that paid it like 140 bucks in the sequence and literally nobody had it. And I had, I, I went deep in that race and I ended up getting five, three out of four payouts. And they were like $200 each. And I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> I, I didn't see like, I you know, all the TVs and stuff. And I was like, all right, it's official. And I saw the three out of four, but I couldn't see like what the number was. So I just put in the sand machine and it
0: lit up with a bunch
1: of lights. And I was like, What?
0: I, I remember uh, I remember when I first had the pick six in New York. Yeah. And then uh it was a two dollar bet back then. And and fields were bigger. Much needless like literally say, like almost ten horses every race. Needless to say, uh I didn't wind up participating that much because the ticket costs got real high and I was I was um I wanna say I was in high school still. I remember in the 90s, it was a long time ago, but um, I remember when we went to the Santa Anita Derby when I was at Arizona, the year of <laughs> Mr. Frisky, huh? And that was the first time I was ever introduced to the five dollar minimum exacta. Five dollar exacta, yeah, that was the five dollar minimum. Now, you couldn't bet two dollars or three dollars, you bet five was the minimum exactus. I think it was only some races. I, I, I don't really remember, but you know that was the other thing. I, I you know you remember in New York the triple Quinellas. was only the last race. Last race,
2: yeah, always the race race nine, and
1: so, it was always nine.
0: There was an early double and a late double. And, yep, and, and then uh, there was Quinellas on like no race tries two, and two and four until the
1: last race, and
0: everybody used to save up. Yeah, it was it was a, a way different card than you know betting menu than than there is now
1: my grandfather used to love playing the triple man used to love it i mean he'd sit there on his hands all day and wait to play the last race and they usually paid pretty
0: good too yeah and the last race is always a 12-horse field
1: Yeah, those were the days, my friend. Yeah, I remember used to be be shocked when there was like a, a five-horse field or six-horse field. I used to be shocked. If, if, like, if what is this nonsense?
0: If it wasn't like a stake of some sort, it almost never Right. Happened. That's usually what it was. It, it know, almost never ever happened. And and it wasn't as though every race was 12 every day, but No, the, but fields you, were bigger. They just were
1: they just were, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, that that's really I mean not to get into another topic but you know one one of the things that racing just doesn't take into consideration and and and, and there is no racing. I mean let's face it there is no quote unquote racing but you know one of the biggest issues that this sport has in terms of survivability is that our product just isn't good. And I just don't know how else to put it but i and the 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 computer wagers and and high ticket prices and, and, and all the other nonsense that, that we talk about all the time and not that it's nonsense but you know all, all the other stuff we talk about. In the end, the basic problem is that our, our races just aren't very compelling as wagering you know fodder. They just aren't. They're they're just There's too many short priced horses. There's too many short fields. There's too many completely inept trainers uh, versus trainers that that just are completely the opposite. And it it just doesn't, there's so little variety. Uh, Yeah. There's a million different bets, but it's like the, the product that you're betting on. There's, there's nothing. It's just bare bones in, in some ways. And, uh, like even Hawthorne, okay, I looked at the races at Hawthorne um, because, you know, they do have the, the low takeout and they're trying. I, I give them a lot of credit for trying. But I look at the races and I just have a hard time betting condition five claimers over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and I think that you know, for them, that's probably what they have. Number one, uh, and number two, those are probably getting the best field size. And and a lot of people have no issues at all with those races. They 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 I those races. I like them, but I, I struggle with those because I look and I see chaos. A lot, a lot of trainers I don't know. A lot of trainers that don't do very well. A lot of jockeys that I you know same thing. And I just don't like see like I I like to have a picture in my head of how a race is going to set up or potentially how it should set up and then try to figure out variables that would prevent that from happening or things that can be overcome or, you know, um, you know, hopefully leading to beating the favorites and trying to find something that, that's, you know, you can sink your teeth into, but we just don't have that very much anywhere. And you see the, the cards, even at the big tracks, the weeks, you know, the week before and after a big event day. And yeah, the race on Saturday is great. They got six stakes, they got four allowances, four maidens, and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But the rest of the week sucks. And the week before it sucks. And the week after it sucks. And that's the problem. More than anything, all the other things are technical issues. The meat and potatoes problem is our races aren't compelling. They're not Good to bet on. They don't offer much variety. They nice. don't offer many alternatives other than an overpriced favorite or an impossible long shot. And and that's just, you know, it, it's kind of like where college basketball has gotten. And March Madness is great, and the race they yeah, always be great. The no games are what. close, and the upsets and the storylines, all that stuff. Take away all that stuff, and have Florida Atlantic play Miami. Nobody's uh, in, watching. In, in, in January, nobody's watching. Everybody's like, these teams nobody can shoot. Nobody can do that. It. It, because it's really not good basketball. Now, March Madness is an event. It's the big event day. It, it's it's Florida Derby Day. But the rest of college basketball is is this Thursday. And, and I think that's what we've kind of you know, that's the issue that, that really Heisa is not going to solve. Um, and getting rid of computer betters not that it's going to happen, but getting rid of them isn't going to solve. Uh, we we have high takeout and, and we have, um, you know, small fields. <laughs> it's, just like a, it's like a terrible combination. This is
1: the worst formula of all time.
0: And, and you know, sometimes we get labeled, oh, you know, you old guy, but... The thing is this is that we've seen we've it seen it like work. <laughs> and what we want is to try to take the elements that are um, invariably a part of the game today and somehow try to do what we can to get back to the, the better parts. It's not impossible to, to it's never going to be 1990 again. We're never going to have guys run back every 10 days, every two weeks. We're never going to have state courses running every three weeks. We're never going to have a Breeders' Cup turf where every single participant ran within three weeks like we did uh, the first Breeders' Cup turf. Every single horse ran within three weeks of the race. Every single horse. Even the ones shipping from from overseas. We're never going to have that. So, Wasn't one ten? of them in 10 days? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just the way it was. But a little proud truth, he won the 85 Classic. He ran the weekend before. <laughs> Um, but but there's ways of making what we do have better, and I, that's the thing that that is the most frustrating, and that people don't want to they don't want to hear it out. It's it's it doesn't have to be all or nothing, and, and small changes. Uh, you know, pull the pockets I had I had a piece about uh, jackpot wagers and how oh yeah you know the negative that they are the, the, how they've um, not them, but how we've lost a lot of people listening to the show, how we've lost guys like us to mm-hmm. something else, because you know the computer betters are betting more and more. They're a bigger percentage. And, you know, they eat us up in, in those pools because they have, you know, they have every advantage. Plus they're getting rebates. So, you know, jackpot wagers just are not a good bet for, the health of the long-term health of the game not good for short-term health uh i, I mean it, it, it's it's just the, the reality of it Yet, yeah. you talk to track executives in some spots and, and they're gonna sit there and defend them and they're gonna say well you know <laughs> and it's just uh you know you, you start to wonder about um, what, what is really the goal here? And and, I, and honestly, again, I don't want to start a new topic at this point, And I just, um, uh, you know, I don't want to go over too much either, but you know, we're at a point where, um, I just don't know that everyone's on the same, well, I shouldn't say, I just don't know.
1: Everyone, no, we're in everyone is definitely
0: not on the same page here. We're not yeah, they, trying to get to the same place, and if we're not going to try to grow this business, I don't see how. I just don't see how they people in leadership positions justify moves that they make that aren't growing the business. And I mean, I, I, you know, we talk about this a lot. Unfortunately, people might probably be sick of hearing it, but. But you know when when the when you look at those numbers that you know look at if you're on Twitter, pull the pocket well, it, it was in the uh, the harness <laughs> uh, newsletter um I something?
1: always think they just don't know how to grow the game because they didn't have to for so long, yeah you know it, it was they were the only game in town besides boxing
0: it's just, <laughs> a, it's just a philosophy issue and I just don't think anyone ever actually sits in a boardroom and, and talks about these and, things and discusses what would I just yep. spent 10 minutes talking about? Like nobody says, hey, how do we get our racing program to produce better races, bigger fields, more competitive races? It's not anything that anyone does. And so much of it is just treating the symptoms, um, you know, we could have a ten-hour show talking <clears throat> about the issues in this game, but the systemic issues aren't being attacked, and all the regulation in the world is, isn't going to change that. No yeah. betters left, and there's no owners left. What the hell difference does it make how, how strict your rules are? Right.
2: Left.
0: So, anyways, I didn't want to. didn't want to leave on a downer. So, say something funny. What. <laughs> Wait, what? I want us to be positive today.
1: I don't think that was possible for some reason. Twitter was a mess
0: as usual. Um, <clears throat> we got the Arkansas Derby this weekend. Yeah, exciting.
1: And the Florida Derby. Got
0: the, got the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby.
1: I'm going to be at Tampa on Saturday.
0: The Barry the Barry Spears derby over at Tampa on Saturday. What's uh so what's your occasion going on Tampa this weekend? Um, there's a
1: former pro basketball player by the name of Terrence Kinsey. TK for short. Yep. And he's throwing a charity event at Tampa on Saturday that's gonna attract a nice good looking crowd. They usually dress to the nines and You know, they had a good time last year. That was the first one. So last year was the first annual um, event. This is the second one. And they basically had me in there kind of teaching people how to bet, talking about the races, stuff like that. This year, I think I'm doing like a personal you know, analysis of all the races. So they're just going to show them to the party. Right. Good. Excellent. Stuff like that, you know, you know, and then we're going to get some other people talking about races and how to bet things like that. Kind of educating the crowd. Educate the people, man. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I I can say the, the times that I've been to Tampa this year, um, they've had a, they had pretty good crowds there every time. Sunday was, was, Yesterday was no different. I mean, it was a really good crowd there yesterday. It wasn't obviously Tampa Bay Derby Day crowd, but it wasn't bad. No. It wasn't solid. too far. Off. It was Sunday a
0: solid crowd.
1: Yeah, it was very solid. Very very solid.
0: Races are just better when there's people there, man. It's just this Yeah, because it's, it's the same a, it, and they a, it's you know depressing. they get excited at the track there's no one there.
1: <laughs> and there was 12 races yesterday, which is not typical for a Sunday.
0: Well, it's not uh, fifteen like the fairgrounds. Oof, brutal, dude! The marathons. I took I took two naps, <laughs> two, double I, naps. I literally did. I, it's a double nap day. Yeah, and and it was.
1: I took two naps, and we weren't even at the ten.
0: <laughs> uh, that was funny. Uh, All right, well, man. Uh, Old. Hope you hope you have a good time over at Tampa. Oh yeah. Uh, Give, give the people the, the best information as you always do. I try. And, uh, anyway. Check out the Florida Derby, with the Arkansas Derby, and all the other nonsense that goes on in the world of horse racing, and we'll report back next week. Yes, right. sir. So for everyone uh, listening, we appreciate it, and be happy!